Will, do you know why I'm the greatest board player alive? Because oh. I totally bluffed the shit out of you. Hey, Will. Hey, Jack. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you got a look on your face. <laughs> what do you mean I got a look on my face? I feel like you were really excited for this episode in particular. Um, oh, the stock watch. Why? Why would I be excited? I, I, I think there were, uh, I think the auction, you know, we get to talk about the auction, you know, blast from the past. Mm. Um, a pretty eventful tribal council. I couldn't see the last bit of the episode, by the way. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm assuming what happened was there was a split vote. Jay got sent home. And Kelly is still in the game, right? Am I am I correct on this? J- Jack, can you uh, can you confirm? I don't know. I just I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny that your um, your highest placing giraffe pick was uh, tenth, and the other two players were quitters. Yeah. So you know, you know what's funny though? What's what's funny about that? Well. I wasn't the first one eliminated from the from the draft. Uh, I think um, Phil lost all of his players before me, which is hilarious, by the way. And you ended with a 65. I think Phil ended in the 100s. Yeah, no, no, he, he got more points, but I'm just saying, like, that. I think what's really cruel is that Kelly, for a while, we can we can swap over to the Kelly retrospective because I think a lot of our conversations are going to be about no, Kelly. No, no, no. Hold on, we'll stay here. We haven't formally we, introduced ourselves. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think Kelly for a while was getting a good edit, and so Survivor teased me. They were like, "Hey, Will, we know you kind of, you know, got two duds, but here's Kelly. You know, she's been kind of the voice of reason. A lot of the things I said I thought Sean would be on Lulu back in episode one, episode two, turned out to be Kelly with Bello." I think the problem is, and, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Jay. He's normally around. Oh, there we go. Uh, Jay was very correct um, about Kelly going really early, earlier than I think we both expected. But that's besides that. I think the episode was still legitimately phenomenal. You know, the auction, I honestly liked every single part about the auction. Uh, What about you? Did you like the auction? It's back. You can... the bit's done, by the way, Jack. You can talk now. It's like we're TLDR. Will sucks at drafting players. No, 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 no. no. Welcome everyone to Survivor Were you Stock there for Watch. Big brother? Were you there yeah. for Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I caught Jag winning week one. All right, uh, all right, all right, all right. Hey, this is a Survivor show. Let's keep it Survivor. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Survivor Stock Watch episode eight with me, as always, with Will, as always. Will, how are you this fine day? Uh, pretty good. I got paid today, so I'm, hey. I'm about to buy some buffs and nothing else. <laughs> He's about to buy some buffs. Well, that's good. Yeah, now we can talk about the episode because now we formally introduced ourselves. Oh. Uh, best episode of the season? Maybe. I still am really high on episode two, but I think for different for different reasons. I think this was the better episode. 
but the way they treated that second episode of where everyone got screen time, great tribal council, I think that is the gold standard for early game. I I think this episode is high up there. I try to keep in count for recency bias, so I try not to, you know, call Caleb the best Survivor player or this season the best season of Survivor. Um, and so, but I do think this was a phenomenal episode. I think in every possible way, the auction, the foreshadowing during the auction, which we'll get to later. Um, I think this was, and and the challenge was kind of a classic, you know, just a normal hold the rope. And a cool Drive show a log. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I personally think this is the best episode of the season because it embodies everything Survivor should be. Now, mm-hmm. Right? It's a lot of the old stuff, the auction coming back, a classic challenge, um, a good old-fashioned blindside. Yeah. Uh, that's always, you know, old-school material. But it's a new era spin on it. And, you know, I've come to the point in my understanding, in my relationship with the new era, I, yeah, I know, bad X, um, where to this point, the stuff that they are doing, I'm okay with. As long as we get this quality, especially from 90 Minutes, which will be happening next season. Woo! More time for Survivor, always a good, good thing, always a treat. Um, But yeah, I'm going to piggy off of Jay's point here that this season is holy with two quitters, best season in the new era so far. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure I understand people who hesitate, though. You know what I mean? I understand people who hesitate and say, not yet. If this season continues to be good down the stretch, it will be the best new era season Without a doubt. Uh, you know, right now, people could still argue that they're like 42 the best. I, I have seen a massive cult following for 43. That yeah. has gained a lot of steam uh, as of recent. Um, however, I do think 45 will, at this point already, will be in the top 20 of Survivor seasons. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I can say that. So I think my favorite new era season is still 44. I think that had everything I liked. I personally, I think Carolyn is my favorite new era character. Um, And just watching the Tika three, even though the gameplay wasn't as amazing, I think the narrative and the storyline, that's kind of where I get some of my enjoyment with survivor. Not always. So like seasons like that, and then cook islands, you know, tend to rank highly for me. Um, but I will say that so far what we have been getting have been amazing. Again, it's recency bias. Um, I, I'm hoping that the reason why Probst isn't that high on the season, allegedly, is from the two quitters. Um, a lot of, a lot of smaller moments that I think are really making the season come alive too. Uh, moments where I feel like we don't really get a lot of those small BS, what the heck kind of moments, uh, before, like with stick bug and how that might be an editing thing. We got these toes for whatever reason. And in this episode, yeah. we got the good old rice negotiation. Oh, Jeff Tropes just oh, knife slaughters a bag. Um, and watching the panic on everyone's faces, it's so just charming, it's so fun. And this is kind of 
just like we just need more of this. It's the return of it's the return of the classics. You yeah. know, we saw we saw more sassy Jeff this episode than we have all new era. We saw yep. him stab a bag of rice. We saw him turn down negotiations at the auction. We saw him get uh, all hot and bothered with uh, players at Tribal. You know, he <laughs> he's coming into form a little bit. And, uh, you know, we've all yeah. been hoping for that instead of Sappy Jeff. I'm sure we'll get some more Sappy Jeff later. I'm sure we will. But yeah. seeing Savage Jeff tonight or, you know, Wednesday night, him, him constantly ragging on Jake during the challenge for like trying to bend the rules. Keep your arms straight. <laughs> and Jake just like yelling, "I'm trying, Jeff." It's it's great. Um, I think this season also this episode had a big curveball with who won the challenge, Big yes. Man Bruce, uh, a player no one saw coming. Um, and I think that kind of, I think that kind of did Kelly in. But I think it was a lot of other small things. Um, but no, this sure. episode has been phenomenal. And I, I look for more episodes like this, of just this quality. It's all you can do. That's all you, all you can, can hope for. Speaking of Kelly, L will. I thought you were going to get rid of that. I thought that was just for me behind no, the scenes. No, no, it's for okay. everyone. <laughs> I have to make everyone know. Um, yeah, so Kelly was always in the upper echelon of contenders, basically from episode like two. You could argue one as well for Will. Yeah. Um, but upper echelon of contenders, um, always kind of either above D or right below D. It's interesting seeing her go this early, but at the same time, you know, I kind of saw a crack earlier on in the season, Caleb remarking that Kelly is the biggest threat in the tribe. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting dynamic. It's something that I think actually kind of fed in a little bit um, into tonight is that Kelly was the biggest threat. She was the best socially. She already had won an immunity challenge. Um, strategically, her decisions were sound. Uh, and she was also attached to Bruce, which, you know, Katura didn't really bite. You would expect Katura will. Um, but, you know, the yeah. attachment of Bruce got to her. And I think um, it, did. it did. And it was a masterful play by the Reba 4 and Emily. And Emily. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, I get it. I think the thing was is that there were two – there was a few different pathways this season could have taken – and so by having Kelly and D so high, I feel like that was always going to clash with each other because they were never going to succeed together because of just the dynamics of them being a part of different alliances. Um, I, I think I think Kelly played a really, really solid game. Someone I, I'm rooting for to return in a future returnee season, you know, maybe without Bruce and, you know, maybe on a cast without, you know, Brando, she could do really well. Um, maybe. And I thought the Caleb comment was very interesting because Caleb did not want to target that. If you if you go back, he's like, Kelly's the biggest threat, so I want to work with her. And I was kind of hoping that that would be Kelly's whole thing, where, yes, she's the biggest threat, but there are other threats, and so people want to use Kelly because she's not 
you know, making all the calling all the shots. She's just doing really well socially. Now what happened? She got voted out 10th, um, you know, RIP, but Hey, you know, you made the jury, you made the merge, you know, had some few votes go your way. Part of one of the best moves in the new era with voting out Caleb. What else can you do, man? I think the, I think the best thing, you know, unfortunately, I think the best thing about Kelly's elimination was a reaction. Yes. Uh, we, you don't get butt hurt reactions anymore. You don't. Nope. It never happens, regardless. We did on Wednesday. Kelly was bad. And, you know, the whole Jake, whoa, sorry, <laughs> thing was fantastic. Kelly being like, what the hell, guys? Yeah. And being just upset. Kendra crying. Like, man, this... you need more of that. You need. You don't need to go crazy with that. You don't need to have it every vote out. But you need a good classic blindside reaction once in a while. Like, it's just a, what the? You got to be kidding me. I thought this got I thought this vote out was actually really sad. For, for a little bit, but then the juxtaposition with Jake just made it funny. I think <laughs> Kelly trying not to cry, and just clearly you can hear the, her voice cracking. Kendra, who is just given the biggest face, jaw on the floor, cannot pick it up. Um, going through the stages of grief, just like Sean through, did. Just like Sean. <laughs> but I feel like it's it's one of the sadder eliminations of the new era, because I feel like with the new era, like we think of sad eliminations, we just think of like you know Jesse, and and that's it. Like for me, I'm not really attached to any of the players, but I thought the reactions, Jake delivering, comedic gold throughout the entire episode is just oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And we'll get to Jake later. Uh, I thought this was a really just goaded episode, a really cool tribal. Love a good blind side. I was a little upset with my draft, but you know it made for good TV. And, you know, I can swallow my pride for good TV, right? Right. Sure you can. Yeah. Uh, Jay, Emily Stone Cold, you played a great game. That was epic. We'll get to that. Uh, and Austin's head nod. Speaking of, get into it. No. Uh, Austin wasn't really shown this episode at all. But, you know. <laughs> you know. Is he, the great, is he one of the great advantage players ever? You know, it, I, at this rate. You know, you find an idol, you sacrifice your vote twice, you get the goodwill advantage the first time, so it doesn't matter. The second time, nobody even knows, nobody figures it out. So you have an idol that's hidden, yep. and you have an idol that was given to you from an amulet. Basically meaning, if Austin makes it to the final six, he's in the final four. Yeah, and the only concern I have with Austin, I did some reflection. I, 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 nothing that happened because you can see I dropped him by one, right? It was nothing about this episode. Um, but there was another player I normally had at five that I bumped up to four, and I did some reflection. I feel like Austin is a player that we're going to overhype in our heads because he's really good at giving confessionals. He's shown given a lot of screen time, but like he's also being labeled, you know, a weak player, not someone who has a backbone. And so 
I think, you know, it could be like Xander or even Dean from Island of the Idols where he gets a very flashy edit, but nothing of a lot of substance. That is my fear with Austin. Uh, And I'm not saying he's going to be a losing finalist. I've been saying that about Bruce all season long. But I feel like he's somehow lost win equity, even though his just overall game stocks on the island is through the roof because of the two idols. Yeah. Um, so I, I am a little concerned. And plus, in, in seasons past, when you have two idols, it's not a good sign. <laughs> it's, nah, it's never a good sign. Never a good uh, sign. Nope. James. Uh, oh, Kelly. Kelly from Island of the Idols. There you go. Um, it's tough. It's a tougher yeah. to be in, and it often leads to a, tin, a tint of overplaying and a lot of, a lot of fear. Yeah. And that was two idols because Kelly got voted out. His sandwich revenge arc is complete. Isn't it sweet poetic justice that in the auction that yeah. Adam Kelly gets with her remaining money is a sandwich? And they play ominous music. And they, they pan to Austin, who's like, I wanted that sandwich. He, there is rage just building inside of him. And all of a sudden, Callie's gone. Yeah, it was just the ominous music. Despite her, like, not losing her vote, it it worried me and set the tone for the rest of the episode where I'm like, all right, this is not... Kelly is going to get something here. It's She's going to get some votes. Um, and then Bruce losing his vote, I think, did her in, honestly. Yeah, I, I want to, uh, before we move on, I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Um, what do you think? Because I the three twists with the auction this year, um, number one, no advantages, good. That's what everybody wanted. Well yep. done. Uh, number two was the finding money around the jungle. Personally, I liked that. I think yep. that's fine. Incentivizes a little bit of work. Um, and, and it's fair. Yeah, it's, it's fair. And we'll talk about it with Bruce, another little loophole one I, I, I thought of. And number three, the, the worst one, I think, indeterminate amount of items. Whoever has the most money at the end loses their vote. I dislike that. I think the I think losing your vote has become quite a prominent theme in the um in the show up to this point. Speaking of you know losing your vote, just we'll go on Bruce. on. Uh hi Bruce. Uh, losing your vote in the new era has become the new thing. Uh, Shot in the dark, you lose your vote. Uh, auction, you lose your vote. Three people are losing their vote next episode. Uh, losing your vote is just the thing now. I yeah. I really like the idea of le- losing your vote, but it's oversaturated. I think there's a lot of it. Hmm. I think losing your vote should have a lot more impact. You should only lose your vote in very very specific circumstances um once you lose that vote it is bad and you have to really work hard yeah when someone loses their vote almost every single round there's a vote lost at that point it's kind of like it's it trivial. matter yeah it's it's yeah. trivial doesn't matter what do you think i think i think it could work if there were just less vote losses I think a cool auction idea, though, honestly, is you get a really good item. The stipulation is 
if you want it, you have to bank your vote, lose your vote, whatever. Like you get like a burger, a slice of pizza, fries, you know, water or Coke or whatever. Like something that's, you know, has carbs, protein, legitimately everything you'd want or like a nice steak, whatever. But you have to bank your vote. I think that's a cool idea that could work in an auction. Um, I personally don't hate the idea. Not as much as some people. I feel like some people, anytime there's a slight twist to make things match with the new era, they're like, I hate this. Yeah. Um, I feel like Randy has that idea quite a bit. <laughs> uh, shout out to Randy. Our fearless leader. <laughs> I love you, Randy. But um, no, I, I don't hate it. And at the same time, too, I feel like losing your vote just is trivial um because i feel like a lot of times in survivor it's it's less about you voting someone out and just making sure the vote isn't on you um but i do think there's a little too much and i don't think a third of the cast losing their votes is fair especially if it's random i mean truly i there hasn't been a vote where the entire merge tribe has been together and now I don't think we're getting a vote like that till the final eight. And it could be longer. We don't know. And, Jay, I agree. I think that, you know, losing your vote, there should be extreme weight on that. I think that, you know, it's become super trivial, as Will, you've said. Um, sometimes having every vote is important. Sometimes having everybody saying, hey, I have a say in this tribal council. Sometimes that's important. Because it shows where everybody's looking. When some people don't vote, you don't need that. And some people don't have to show that, especially when you get late down in the game. I think if they do a lose your vote kind of thing again at the final eight, you got a problem. And I think yeah. that's a new era problem, not really a this season problem. I just think it's a you need to kind of reimagine the idea of losing but mm -hmm. beyond that uh bruce was the target for yep. everyone this episode everybody was gonna go for bruce there's not a person in the cast was like no i i want to keep bruce. <laughs> yeah. I, kelly kelly was like yeah bruce gotta like go. jake might have wanted to keep if there's a war he wanted bruce to stay more than everyone else but even he was going to vote at bruce yeah, I feel like Kelly and Bruce had a different dynamic than Bruce and Jake. Um, where Kelly, it was more like a ball and chain, as she said. While while Jake is, you know, he just wants to play Survivor, you know. Yeah, I and the Bruce wins immunity. Um, very classic challenge. Good for Bruce to win an immunity challenge. Um, find the idol, you know. He's doing doing some Survivor things. Um, the only question is, when is he going to go home for me? Not, is he a losing finalist? Because I don't think he's a losing finalist. Because I had someone for the past couple of weeks um, being like, yeah, this guy or this person is a bit ambiguous. This person yeah. is probably a losing finalist. Now I have two people that I think are going to be losing finalists. And Will agrees with me on one of them. I do. Um so we'll see how that happens. But the question is, when does he go? <laughs> I I feel like it just him making it this far kind of shows that he was a Tika member all along. Because who else? Who else makes enemies day one? Makes a one-sided, you know, argument 
and somehow makes it to the final nine with an idol. Like, yep. Who else but Bruce? You know? Only Tika. Only Tika. Hi, D. Let's get to D. The number one, she reigns. She no. reigns alone. Um, I'm not going to say that D is the number one de facto. It can be no one else. It's only D or we all die. However, you know, she's, you know, she's, if you had a tier chart, right? You had tier one at the top and two, three, four, five. D's at one and anybody else starts at three. Tier two is just vacant for space. It, it I had think Kelly before, but now it, ha- it had Kelly before. And now it's just D. I mean, I really don't think there's any way it can be anyone else than D at this moment. There are a few others that I'm like, there's still a chance. But D is by far the biggest chance to win the game. Like, yeah, by far, I'm writing in stone. It will probably happen. Yeah. And the, the thing is, too, is that I feel like D's edit is very obvious when you're really analyzing the... Um, Magic, but and and the edit and the, like you know taking account for everything, but like for casual viewers, D is not that obvious of a front runner. I feel like people they're still high, especially on Austin, especially on I think there's a lot of Drew fans, maybe some Jake, and I think that gives me hope uh, with D's uh, edit because you know we always talk about you know a player being too obvious of a winner right yeah. like that was our big stipulation with Carson last year where he was just too perfect i feel like because casuals don't see d in the same light of the immediate winner cuz she's still respected everyone's like oh i like d you know she's doing good but it's not she's the winner write it in stone listen to jack and will in the survivor now podcast that gives me a lot more hope than than normal and so and I like D. I'll ride the D train. You know, I'm, I'm on my board. Two things I want to point out before we move on. Number one, it's hard to put weight on winner moments. You know, like winner clues, because Survivor editors always throw in clues in the middle of the season uh, to the winner. They throw in little uh, phrases, uh, little moments that clue us in that this person's going to be the winner. If D was to be the winner, we got one this episode. Yeah. Although I wonder how much weight you put on it. The, the moment I'm talking about is at the auction. Um, I forget who specifically said it, but someone said D is our winner. Yeah, you it know. was during the money race. It was Austin. Yeah. That's one very, of the, yeah. Very That's- shoehorned. What what weight do you put on that? And other small remarks like that it is as to who could be the winner of the show. I think moments like that, it's hard. Because there's that, and then there's also the intro, where D is always at the top, which I recently found is a callback to Survivor Philippines. Because yep, uh, Denise had something. I didn't know that. Um, and so... It's one of those things where individually I put no weight on it whatsoever. But then once things start building up, once I start seeing all the other small pieces, then I put a little more weight. And once D wins the season, or if D wins the season, you know, it could still be Bruce. We don't know. We're living in a timeline where Mike Gabler won. So what do we know? Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, 
if he wins it, we're all going to be like, oh my God, think about what Austin said during the auction. Think about the intro. Uh, think about how her feet were somehow given a lot of screen time and that helped her win the challenge. Like that's, you know, all these small moments. I don't think individually though, it just amounts to much because, you know, I feel like they could have put in a lot of those moments for a lot of other people. And it's just because we're seeing D in such a good light. Now we're starting to be more privy to like the smaller moments. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I don't have anything else to say about that. Um, <laughs> good. Great. Number two, um, bring up Jay's point here before we move on. Uh, exit interviews. Kelly said Emily won the blinds at D. The Bellas got their act together. Um, and we saw the preview. Will, you're a next time on Survivor hater. You don't think any of that stuff is real. Tell me your opinion. Tell me your opinion seeing Emily saying D's got to go in the next time on Survivor. So <laughs> I'm not a hater hater because hating means I don't like it. I just don't watch it. <laughs> Because because normally Survivor, it ends, and then I have to do... It's normal, like, trash. Now. I have to do stuff. I have hurt responsibility. <laughs> so normally, as soon as Tribal happens, I'm done watching, because I also don't feel like sitting through commercials. Um, the thing is, is that I think now we're getting to a point where threat management doesn't necessarily matter as much, because mm-hmm. you can make a case for anyone left in the game being a huge threat outside of even Bruce can be labeled a huge threat because he could still weasel his way through the game. You know, he can have the thing of like, everyone wants me gone. So just vote me out later, whatever. Right. And so I think D could still spin it. And, you know, I, I wonder how much traction uh, Emily will get with this because you know, does Drew trust Emily more than D? Because I feel like D and Julie will be tight. And I could see them bringing in someone like Bruce and Jake and picking up some Bellow people. Uh, maybe getting Katora still. I don't know. I think it's not completely out of the realm of possibility where D is able to make a counter uh, play. Maybe vote out Drew. Maybe that's when we get Drew gone. Maybe vote out, you know... <clears throat> maybe get out Emily or they just target Bruce because why not <laughs> just yeah. all target Bruce, but you know, I like, it's great, but also it's like the last time on survivor with the last episode, it was all about the all growth lines, which flopped. So something tells me D is going to stay and survive and that Emily is not going to get D out next episode. Sounds good to me. Drew. Um, I drew. So Drew did not play his safety without power at all. Uh, it is a advantage that disappeared into the abyss. Um, didn't need to. Made uh, I think most of the credit would be given to Drew for this based on the edit um, for this move. Uh, you got to wonder, right? You got to wonder. We all – we've been saying for weeks – Drew's going to have this glorious downfall. It's going to come. Just get ready. And then he has a good episode like this. Yeah. Does it change things? Could it change things? I think it changes things in a way. I still don't think Drew's winning the season. 
I think there were a lot of small moments. A lot. I think Stickbug, honestly, is the biggest indicator to me that Drew is living. And I'm being very sincere when I say that. No, I, I know. <clears throat> I know. Um, I think I, I don't. I think Drew is less having a slow downfall. I think it's going to crash. I think maybe Emily tries to make a play on Dean, and then Drew's collateral for that. You know, the the issue is I feel like Drew. He talks a big game, but then doesn't really deliver, right? Like, I think back to the split tribal. He really wants Bruce gone. It's best for his game. What happens instead? Sifu goes. And so it's like, because of that, I don't necessarily think that Drew is in this chessboard situ- scenario that he thought he would be in. You know, would think back to episode one and episode two. Right. Um, and so... I think it's less of a downfall of an immediate downfall, but I still just don't put any stock in him winning. Maybe a little more longevity, but I still have him at eight, you know, second lowest overall. Um, and I've kind of completely written him off as a winner. Right. To me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Drew, but I don't think there's honestly much else to talk about with that. I mean, no. Drew had a pretty standard episode of kind of being the move maker. Um, good move, taking out Kelly. Smart move. Uh, I wonder, um, and I think it could be confirmed next episode, following episode. Is he really a contender, or is he gonna be taken out as the first Reba blindside? So we'll see how yeah. that goes. Hi, Emily. You moved her to four. I did. I you did. did. You moved her to the dragon spot. <laughs> she was always in. Fit. I've been calling her the dragon the entire season, Jack, except for episode one. Well, why didn't you move her to four then? Because she's been quiet. That, that's oh. really it. Oh. No, come on. No, it's because I moved Austin down. That's why Emily got moved up, right? I still think that the odds of her, it, it's kind of the same scenario with Brandon versus Emily. I talked about episode one. The odds of Emily making it and odds of emily winning a final tribal council to me is a lot higher than austin winning but the odds of austin making the final tribal council is higher than emily going to the final tribal council and that that's a weird dynamic to have i do think though that you know with emily being the lone lulu member left she's put in a really good position to where no one is even looking at her you know, because it could have been a Rob Seed-esque move where both sides are like, hey, let's just cut the middleman out, you know, and regroup later. Um, I'm I'm fully convinced though, that she's the dragon of the season um, or a light version of the dragon because she's not exactly calling every single shot, but she was a part of the Kelly blind side. She, you know, is pretty much, she voted out every single Lulu member. I, That's a really good statistic to have. And so, you know, there's Emily. Not much to I say. Think it, yeah, I think if she makes the end, she's probably going to have one of the better shots to win out of the cast. Um, it's a matter of if. It's a matter of if she makes the end. It's a matter of yeah. if she beats D, because D's uh, the obvious front runner to both of us. Uh, hmm, is there anything else? I'm, I'm trying to think and see if there's anything else we could talk about with Emily. Um we didn't get anything um, from her about Kayla. That is weird. Yeah, it is interesting, right? We didn't get any remarks on Caleb was gone. I just lost my number one ally. 
Um, it was a little bit just same old Emily, just a little bit of strategic. Here's what I'm going to do here. Here's what I'm going to do there. Not a lot of, not a lot of, wow, I just lost my number one in this game. What do you think of that? What do you make of that? The thing is, normally I'd be worried, but it's also a player who's very transactional and very robotic, right? To where Emily, I feel like she was always going to cut Caleb. I, I'm also wrong. Yes, she didn't vote out Caleb or Sean, but like, she voted out. She made Sean quit the game. Let's be real here. That, Jay. Like, that's that's a that's pretty good. <laughs> Emily voting out to buy it made Sean quit the game. Let's be real. no. Um, <laughs> but I feel like she's very she's not emotional at all. I mean, yes, she has her moments of I want to make connections, but she's very like I don't want to mess around. I just want to play the game, and I think that's. That's been Emily since day one. And I think that Caleb still respects Emily. And the fact that Caleb is the first juror is is also part of why I think Emily could win a final trouble council. I think especially compared to D, if it's like her and D and just let's throw Bruce in there as the zero vote finalist, who cares? I think Emily has a better story and narrative. Yes. Especially in New Era Survivor, especially with like Caleb and Kendra on the jury and, and we can even throw in Kelly she'll appreciate the gesture I, I I see Emily beating D in the final tribal council I just don't see Emily making it to the final tribal council anymore and that's I kind of right. said that too episode one right. and and we're gonna get um Jay we're gonna get to this point um with Kendra because we're still that's one of the big threats that still haven't been resolved yet with this season yeah um kendra's revenge her wanted revenge we're gonna see how that plays out um but moving on Hi, to jake. jake who is now number two <laughs> and number three for will this is not a jake just shot up the winner list potential no this is a jake is a losing finalist uh move jake yeah. will be a losing final there, there there's not there's nothing else to say he his episode was horrendous. His episode was truthfully awful. Um, interesting move, maybe a good one. Kind of convincing uh, some split votes um, from uh, you know the idle blunder um, and ultimately ultimately playing a shot in the dark. But just horrendously, horrendously overplayed at tribal. Always claiming he has to make a big move, and then throwing his vote away with the shot in the dark, not getting safe, and screaming, as Jay so aptly put, Whoa! Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what a moment. What if a moment I, from Jake to solidify yeah. second and third place. If I, if I was getting blindsided, and I had you there, and you thought you were getting voted out, and you just start saying, Whoa! I'm sorry. Whoa. I, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I, Jeff, I, I quit. I don't. I don't need. I don't need Ponderosa to get Jeff, I don't care Jeff, I quit. <laughs> can't fire me. No. You can't fire me. I quit. Because here's the thing with Jake, right? I think there, he's pretty much just Owen from 43, right? Yeah, Nothing yeah. in the game is going his way, but he's a very likable guy, and he he's getting a lot of personal content. Personally, I love Jake, right? I I, I boarded the Jake train a while ago, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, Jake is a really cool guy. Um, 
and now I believe that, and now I, and so I'm glad, but also his edit, it's way too personal, and his game makes no sense. Unless he, like, somehow becomes the biggest underdog, and his whole story is just throwing everything at the wall, and, like, squeaking on by, and then winning, which would be hilarious. Not good, just hilarious. Well, yeah, pretty funny. Really funny. I don't think Jake's winning, but, you know, he, he won my heart. And that's all that matters. He won our little Bostonian hearts. I still think Jake can turn it around. Bruce will uh, Bruce will have Jake under his wing and it'll replace Kelly's Bruce number one. Yeah, all right. And then you brought up an earlier point, Jay, as well, about, um, you know, uh, Bruce saying Kelly was uh, his number one while Jake believes Bruce was um, his number one. And I think, in part, that was, A, a misread on Jake's part and another reason why he's been kind of clued in as a losing finalist up to this point. And number mm-hmm. two, it's highly indicative of this episode because Jake begging Bruce saying, Hey, save me with the idol. I don't think Bruce would save anybody with the idol except for him and Kelly because Bruce saw Kelly as his number one, which didn't see Jake as his number one, meaning Jake's reads and Jake's relationships aren't as strong. To, to to kind of put a historical point on it, get Owen Knight and Sierra Easton only from Survivor Cambodia in a room together and let them cook. <laughs> the dumbest, that's the dumbest comparison I ever. What, is, what are you talking about? Okay, Owen Sierra- was Charlie Brown, right? You made that yeah. comparison, so that's not. Sierra Easton in Cambodia was always like, when are we going to make big moves? When are we going to make big blindsides? I forgot Sierra Easton played. I forgot she played three times. She played three times. I forgot she I only remember her. Okay, yeah, that's fair. We even did the stock watch for Cambodia. I do not remember Sierra Easton in Survivor Cambodia. To be fair, of the Witch's Coven, it's like, what? I think of Cass McQuillan. I think of Evan Maria and Kelly Wentworth. I don't think of Sierra. Wow. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry, and then she Sierra. Came back, she came back for Game Changers and, and what? Lost to Vlacos? No. Lost um, to Vlacos. Yeah. No. The <laughs> Anywho. worst fit. Anywho. Julie. <laughs> to Julie. Hi, Julie. Okay. Um, this, is, this is the other person I was alluding to earlier in the episode when I said losing finalist, maybe. Um, in my opinion... Julie is definitely not as clear as a losing finalist um, as no. Jake is. Like, Jake is 100%. I don't think there's anything changing that. Julie, there's some wiggle room. Julie, there's a little bit of give and take. I could see Julie. I could see Bruce. Uh, I could there. see maybe Katura, maybe Kendra. Um, I I think those are the potentials. I think Julie just has the strongest. She's been under-edited. Uh, and I think if D does make the end and she burns Julie, I think it's going to fit and it's going to work out to where Julie loses because Julie is seen as D's number one, not necessarily her own strong player. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. I also, thinking about it, if if the configuration is D, Julie, and Jake, I kind of think Julie is a zero-vote finalist. Really? I, think, I think Jake honestly is going to get bruce's vote oddly enough um (laughs) like 
it, just because oh, it's like boy. every every final tribal council, it's it's seven one zero, right? Or six one zero, whatever the number is, right? Very true. Seven one zero. Um no, I think the problem with Julie though is like it, she just has a weird edit. It's kind of like a Torah in a sense, where it's just like she's her own player, but she's also like always with another player. And so it's like, will she get the respect she she deserves? Because she's playing a solid game, right? Um, and I I just don't I just don't know. It, it's weird because it's like we saw her on the heels of the of the previous vote where she got the two votes from Jake. We had that interaction. Julia was angry, but then we didn't really see her a part of the Kelly plan, right? Like it was mainly it was mainly Drew, if I recall correctly, uh, who were who was calling out Kelly for being the threat, and we didn't see a lot of Julie, which is just weird. And it's like losing finalist behavior, but then it's also like she gets personal content about her, you know, starting her life over and like being a lawyer. It's weird. Yeah, season doesn't make I- sense. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens, especially with the one thread um, where Julie was mad at Jake and said, I want Jake out and ended up voting for Kelly instead. Um, goes to show maybe Julie doesn't have the biggest sway in the room in the re before. No. Um, and so I think that may come back to bite her at the end of the game. So Absolutely. Hi, Katora. And then we get to Katora. You want to say hi to everyone? <laughs> um, hi to everyone. Alright, <laughs> uh, Katora was fine this episode. Uh, not crazy. Lots more about Bruce. What what else do you expect at this point? The biggest thread this season. How is Katora versus Bruce going to end? How is it going to end? Tell how me. is it going to end? Are they going to go out and fire and they're going to be two boots at the same tribal council? Probably. Uh, are they going to work together to change the game, flip it on Ariba, and then Bruce and Katara go home next? I don't know. Truly. Because this is the biggest threat of the season. Because while Bruce has other stuff, like being targeted by everyone and being delusional, Katara really doesn't. Katara basically has a little bit about wanting to flip and vote out Caleb. And the rest of it's about Bruce. And so yeah. at this point, you got to wonder, right? Like, what happens? I could see her being a zero-vote finalist or just a finalist in general, a losing finalist. Yeah. I could see her getting sixth. I could see her getting seventh, eighth, ninth, probably not fifth or fourth, but, you know. Who knows at this point? It's... We don't know. This is it's a big question mark. I Yeah. Again, Katora and Julie, I think they have the weirdest – edits to me because again they're so adjoined at the hip with another player they're so just you know it's always d and julie and this is always bruce and katora um i mean not not in the same light but it, it sucks because again i feel like katora we've seen flashes of brilliance with katora we've seen her be a very aware player um who's able to understand like what's going on around her that's a very good attribute to have in survivor it's just we're not seeing much about it. And I'm not denying that Katara is bad at Survivor or whatever. It's just, if we're not seeing it, then I, I feel like Katara isn't really that important to the overall story of Survivor 45. Right. And that uh, adds on to that point from Jay as well. I, mm-hmm. If we're not seeing it, probably not that important. But... Yeah. But, ex- exactly. And, it, yeah, it's just not important. And it sucks, but... What you gonna do? 
What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see I what see happens. I think the two uh, fellow girls are the most uh, unknowns. I think everybody else we have a solid read on, uh, basically what how they're gonna do. What did you just draw? A pen. Don't worry about it. Why are you fiddling with a pen during this podcast? Because I just slammed a whole monster energy drink. All right. Grow up. Kendra. Yo, Kendra. Um, very great, uh, very great personal episode from Kendra talking about her yep. dad and the beer. Uh, really nice to see again fleshing out the people that we're seeing on the show. Always a plus. So this was good to see. However, she got ceremony or rather unceremoniously walloped by Kelly's elimination this episode. Yeah. Um, and it raises the two questions. Number one, what how is she gonna place? What is she gonna do? And number two, how is she gonna treat this um with Emily going forward? Because this is the you know, we've been talking about it a little bit, but you know, how is Kendra how is that threat of Kendra wanting revenge on Emily gonna take place? How is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? Exactly. It's weird. I think the fact that we're not seeing a lot of Kendra v. Emily from the Brando vote when Kendra had such a big reaction to the Brando vote uh, kind of clues us in. Uh, I think, you know, I know what Jay's been calling Kendra having weird edit. I kind of disagree. I think Kendra's edit is very clear. It's just where does she place? She's yeah. just a very loyal, personable person who can't set aside the game from personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cost her in some capacity. And I feel like it already did by, you know, wanting to work with Brando and not seeing the bigger picture. And, you know, like a lot of her uh, focus throughout the whole season has just been her being the weird oddball. You know, she's either getting personal content about like why she's weird or her and her dad and, and the beer and pretzels, or it's her talking about stick bugs and star signs and what and whatnot. And so, It's weird. Um, I don't think Kendra wins the season. However, if she does, I think we're going to see a very big revenge plot, kind of similar to Natalie Anderson uh, from San Juan del Sur with how, you know, Jeremy goes, her sister goes, and all heck breaks loose. I could see the same thing with Kendra just lost her closest ally in Kelly, and now everyone's going to pay for that. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Um, I think it's time to talk about uh, status um, for this. Before we do this, uh, I'm going to go ahead and rule out people. Will, you're more than welcome to do the same or just agree if yep. you're the same as me. I am ruling out from contention. I, you know, we haven't done this, but yeah, of. but it's it's um, late enough. We can yeah, do it. it's it's easy enough. I'm ruling out Jake, Julie, Austin. Drew and Bruce. So all the guys and Julie are gone. I still have D as my number one. Emily is number two. And then Gatura and Kendra in a limbo tier or a not sure tier. What do you think? I'm not completely sold on Austin losing. I'm I'm getting there. I'm like 99% there. Mm -hmm. But 
I, I think it's still a little too early to place him as the definitive. Like, I don't want to put him in the same tier as Bruce and Drew and Jake, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to put him in the same tier as Kendra and, and Katora. He's, he's, in the, he's in between those two, where it's like, even though I talked about him not being, could being a losing finals and not getting respected, I could also see him just being the good old boy, good old challenge guy, good old advantage guy, you know, and, and you know, being a good ally, being strong in the re before and then surviving and whatever. Um, legitimate, legitimate strategy for you survivor fans. Uh, I'm not sure. But I do agree. I I mean, Bruce, we ruled out episode one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yes, Drew, I ruled out a while ago. Jake, I ruled out this ep- last episode, but mainly this episode. Uh, and Julie, yeah, yeah. But I agree for the most part. Jay, I think you're unfortunately uh, alone. You are on your own island with that point. Um, to be fair. Us. To be fair. He, he was right about Kelly going as early as she did. Because we thought Kelly was going to stay a little longer. You thought, like, final six. Maybe Jay's a visionary. Maybe Jay's <laughs> the winner. Maybe Jay knows the winner. Who knows? Yeah. Um, He's like a crew guy on Survivor. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> he production. Damn it. Should have listened. Uh, quick hits. Here we go. Best episode. Emily. Yeah, I know. Weird, right? She didn't have a lot this episode. But... I think um, it solidifies her spot as maybe a middleman going forward. Um, I think she has a lot of protection. And I think if it's anybody that's super clear that are making it to the top four, I think it's Emily. I think you could lock that in. Um, Kendra and Drew with positive episodes. Kendra mainly just for her positive segment. If she didn't really have that, it would be treated more of a um, you are hanging on by a thread. But with that, there's a little bit more to the more to the puzzle. And Drew with a great strategic episode, putting him back in the limelight a little bit. Um, you have D, Julie, and Austin at stay. D's a stay, number one. Still the best. Yeah. Uh, Julie's a stay also, right in that same range we've had her for a long time. Staying with Austin, I think I've had one episode where Austin was six, and that was episode one. Every single episode since then has been five. I, yeah, it's not changing for me. Uh, you have Katura at a slight sell. It's a little early to say. We still got to see what happens with the Katura Bruce storyline, um, but not a great episode from her. You have Jake at horrendous. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Get rid of everything now. Yeah. Get rid of everything now. Jay. I envy, I, saw, I envy your commitment. I'm, I saw wow. better stocks early 1930s. I saw better stocks back in the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Bruce at the always unfortunate. Why do you have this? Any thoughts? No, I mean this is again. This is we've been having the same opinions. I feel like the only deviation was Drew. So it's like you know, at this point, at this point. It's like, just listen to us. We know what we're doing. Right. Magic! Uh, we have Jake with the oh-so-sad over-the-top negative four. That That's not sad. 
That's yeah, a great edgic. <laughs> I want that. Uh, if I, want I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, wait, what do you think? You got any thoughts? I mean, it's pretty just, you know, it's pretty standard. No, Kendra with the over-the-top positive three, I think, is always a fun. I always like seeing over-the-top positive edits. It's always fun to see. Uh, you know, Drew and Emily, you know, good edits, good edits, whatever. Austin's been under the radar for a little bit now. You know, yeah, we're not seeing a whole lot of Austin. Um, but, you know, it's it's the edgic. It, we've seen this. We've seen the episode. You know what's going we, on. We know this stuff. We know well, this stuff. Well, Will. Jack. This has been the stops. Why do you spaz out every time you say that? Because it's important. It's you got to just trade. calm down, it's a, man. It's a trademark. We're not trademarked. Do you know how expensive trademarks are? A lot. Do you think we're getting paid for this? Trademark price. Okay. Hey, 50 bucks. Oh, really? All right. You cannot spaz out when saying this is the stocks stocks are trademarked. Will, any closing thoughts? Uh, If you ever say this is the stocks for any business, we will sue. Agree. We will sue. We will proceed with legal action. All right. All right. Thank you all for watching episode eight of Survivor Stock Watch. We will see you next week for a gobbly fall pumpkin pie filled cold and wintry Survivor Stock Watch. Me from a different location. I'll be home. You know, might be doing this at a different time. I have to tell you. I have to tell Jack about because I about certain plans for Friday. We'll see how this goes. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next week.